I feel like we've done this before. I feel like I feel we've like done, we've done, this, done before. this before. Reboot from Asteroid G. You're listening to Nuts Alive from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Queen B. And, and Bex. It's, it's weird when we try and do that without Josh. Uh, it is. Everyone's waiting there's for Josh missing, to say There's a missing hole. There's, in our uh, hearts. But there's a reason, because he has no interest in the one yeah, we're about to do. Josh, Josh <laughs> has no interest in discussing what we're about to discuss, which is Doctor Who. We said we were going to discuss this, and he immediately logged off. So, we are going to be doing a reboot of Doctor Who. And let's let's lay some ground rules here out right, right now, because Doctor Who is a show that essentially perpetually reboots itself. Like... It's a time travel show, and it's also about a show about a character that can um, regenerate when they die and become a completely different character. Like, two doctors back-to-back don't even have to have the same personality. They are allowed to be, more like, morphed and formed by the actor playing them as much as the showrunner writing for them. So... A season-to-season overview of Doctor Who basically has to indicate that, you know, and this is when the show kind of soft-rebooted itself and acknowledged certain things, but changed all these other things and became a different show completely. So, when we say rebooting Doctor Who, we can, we can reboot and still maintain all the continuity, or we could throw everything away and do something else completely different. So, it's it's like, um, God, what, uh, Community had the perfect send-up of it with Inspector Spacetime. Uh, and their their version of Doctor Who, the in show within the show, and like they they did a reboot, quote unquote, where the Americans decided to do their own version, and it was completely different. But I like I could see America trying to do that with Doctor Who, and we almost had that with the Eighth Doctor in his one movie. But do we do that? How how far do you reboot Doctor Who? And if we reboot it, what would you keep and what would you get rid of? I am I am curious among our fans here in the in the booth with me. <laughs> the, the, the two fans here. Yes. So, so Bex, you said you had an idea that you didn't think would work, but maybe. So what did you have? Well, well. Plus, I have the slight argument of like rebooting Doctor Who, which is such kind of like a crazy mishmash of creativity. Anyway, yeah. It's it it doesn't feel as much like a reboot so much as. I don't know, possibilities, but I guess that is a reboot, but I don't, I don't know. I, like, there's something in my brain that doesn't feel like it's possible to actually reboot Doctor Who just because everything is so out there. But the little idea in my head was like, okay, what of the companions that I like, what if they somehow became a doctor? Or the doctor took on one of their forms. I mean, if if we're doing that, I'm obviously going to lean towards Amy Pond. So yeah, yeah, I mean that was the one who came into my head. Oh yeah, she's great. She's my favorite companion of the whole run of the new show since uh, Chris Eccleston took over the role of the, as the ninth Doctor. Oh yeah, hands yeah. down. So good. She's the best. So much better than Rose. Yes, God, <laughs> yes. Plus, she's a redhead, so she's cool. So have have um. What's her face, whose name I can't remember right now, even though I really like her as an actress. Have her come back and, like, take over as the Doctor and, like, either gain his regeneration energy or something and go off and do her own thing as, like, a Time Lord? 
Which one are we talking about being a redhead? Are we talking Catherine Haight or Karen Gilliam? Karen Gilliam. Karen Gilliam, yeah. Okay. okay. That, I think I'm bored with that. She's very mm-hmm. nice, too. We met her at a convention once. Oh, oh, I'm yeah, sure she, she was very pleasant. She was very sweet. Um, very and I felt bad for her because, of course, it was like a Wizard World convention, so they were just processing money and like, all right, you get two seconds out. And, and she, you know, you could tell Hell, she kind of wanted to, you know, do a bit more, but it's like, hey, sorry, I gotta sign and then go. Yeah. Um, but the other thought I had was, you know, Master can control their looks as well. So, like, to have, like, a little knife twist into the Doctor's hearts, uh, take on one of the former companion's forms just as a like emotional whatever that's brilliantly evil i love it I do yeah. see that's how you bring rose back make her the master and then we can just hate her yeah properly. yeah 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 that'd be, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be good i like that well we just recently did a reboot or a um uh, a celebrity profile of peter dinklage i think peter dinklage would be a great doctor yes if they want to start casting Americans in there, I would be on board with him in the role. Yeah, I dig that. Well, wasn't he the only American in um, Game of Thrones? I don't know. I didn't because... pay that much attention to the casting of Game of Thrones to know. You are right. All the actors I can think of are British or whatever. But And yeah, it's, it's not like they even forced him to put on an American accent He just or an accent. He just did what he wanted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he did an accent that he thought would be royal. Yeah, which is just Peter yeah. Dinklage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> P- Peter Dinklage is American royalty, okay? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so I would love to see him as as a doctor. I would love to see, um, let's see, if we could, if we could choose somebody that's like, Somebody that wouldn't completely be somebody that we'd think of, um, Bo Burnham, would be a great okay. uh, doctor. He's a comedian, sure. Who does who does comedy music? I think okay. he would be a, a good person to do a doctor um, impersonation. I guess I don't know embodiment of <laughs> um, who else would be a good doctor if we were going to reboot for America. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, if we were going to reboot. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Rebooting America. Um, Okay, for America, does that mean it has to be... Aquafina as a doctor would be hilarious. Aquafina. You you were... Yeah. Aquafina is also a a comedian, but she was in... um, She's an Asian comedian who was in the uh, reboot of Ocean's 8 when Sandra Bullock did it. She was the Asian in that. Nice. She's also a comedian. Now, when you're saying this is for America, does, does that mean you you're specifically taking American actors? No, uh, just actors that appeal. Actors that appeal to America currently. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, Aquafina's in pretty much every movie now. Um, another actress who's in a lot of movies and would probably make a really good doctor would be um, Melissa McCarthy. Oh. 
I gotta say, looking at okay. it, look, thinking about uh, like actors that I would cast in the role who can do serious, but would have like that manic, like fun energy, and would lean more towards like the uh, Matt Smith, who's my favorite Doctor of the current run. Like I, I like uh, Paul McGann better, but in general, but I like like of the current run from Chris Eccleston on. Matt Smith gets my vote. Um, the 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 guy who uh, played. Um, um, uh, John Ralphio on Parks and Rec, Ben Schwartz. I would absolutely cast yes. him as the doctor. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Tom Hiddleston or oh, the ladies. Good, yeah. Oh yeah, he would be a good he would be a good do, consideration. Do, do, do Hiddleston is the master though? I think he'd be much better in that role. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, agree. Yeah. That that's what I was thinking of too. But he's you know he we know him as Loki. I'm like oh well let's. Let's put him out as the doctor, but a little edgy, like See, doctor, well, but mischievous. No, what I think what you do, and this is this is building off of your idea from before, Bex, and using the casting idea you have. You make Tom Hiddleston the master, but you do it in like a Missy style role where they're not really so bad, and whatever revenge plot they had against the doctor isn't like so necessary anymore. They're they're kind of like anti-hero and not straight villain. Um, and then for whatever reason, like they're like they get sucked into like an episode early in the run on a season of Doctor Who, um, and um, somehow the Doctor gets sucked away, and then it's just the Master and the companion that are stuck on the TARDIS together, and they have to go on like a two or three season thing to try and figure out what happened to the Doctor and deal with all the big bads, and Doctor Who is basically the Master, like playing the Doctor for three seasons. Oh man! Wow, that's I like that. That's like Inception of Doctor Who right there. <laughs> but it, it totally wouldn't be a storyline anyone would expect, but it also would stay true to the concept of the show while presenting a completely different lead character doing the same kinds of adventures. Uh, hey, I'm all for it. I think, you know, um, I've been watching a lot of Key and Peele recently. I think either one of them would be a great Doctor, too. Sure. Because they have such yes. a huge range. Yeah. of being able to do characters that I think that would be really, you cast really fun. the doctor, you cast the other as a companion. <laughs> yeah, as a master. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Or as a master, yeah, that too. Or as a companion, yeah. or both. Yeah, Just have them switch roles, like partway oh, in all the time. Yeah. Improvise around each other, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> and then you, you, you have mean, someone else come in as the doctor, and they both play companions one episode, like. <laughs> that would be great. That would be, be great. That would be really fun. I'd, I'd watch that too, but no. With the uh, with the idea of making the master the lead, then you can have Tom Hiddleston play the Doctor, but he can also then be like a good character as opposed to the evil one because he's forced to take on the role and continue like supporting that balance that the Doctor adds to the universe. You know. Well, it, you know, it's kind of like um, in 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 society that we live in. Um, everybody's the hero of their own story. Uh -huh. And so there are people who have to take on a villain role, even though they don't see themselves as a villain, you uh, human humans tend to choose somebody as their villain, as their nemesis, even if they're not really their villain or their nemesis. Sometimes they're their best friend and they still end up being a villain in the story because um, there is nobody else to take that place. So you're absolutely right. Seeing that, that, um, shadow of you know good and evil 
and having the the actual doctor be sucked away and then having the master have to come in and take that role uh-huh. um, would be, you know, really an interesting kind of concept that I don't think they've actually done yet um, in the uh, in the show. I mean, they have they've had old doctors, they've had the war doctor, they've had the grumpy doctor. You know, it, it sounds more like they're doing the seven dwarves of doctordom. Um, you know, you have the sleepy doctor, <laughs> or the, the sneezy doctor, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, but it, I don't think they've actually had the master be, I mean, the closest they got was Missy, yeah. who had basically said in one of her last episodes that um, she was tired of fighting, constantly fighting. She wanted to see, she wanted to turn over a new leaf. And then that was thrown away so, in the Christian ball run and the right yeah right that annoys me but it's but um it raises an interesting thought and this is i i was watching a youtube series just right um about writing obviously um and uh that was they raised the point about the villain problem that the mcu has which the, the there's two different eras of the mcu with a different villain problem and the the originally the the villains of the mcu were just not interesting very bland uh, but more recently, they've given the villains some depth, but they've given the villains depth via giving them a worldview that you can agree with, but also casting it villainously. So you had Michael Keaton playing the uh, the, 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 down, the down-on-his-luck worker who then decides to go around the system when the city of New York screws him over and starts stealing tech and selling it on the black market. His point that the system screwed him over and stole a job that should have been his and his guys was right... But then they give a motivation to be a villain. There was uh, Killmonger, who, if and any other version of that story, would be the hero of Black Panther. But because we already had a Black Panther, Killmonger, despite all of his right ideas about American imperialism and how bad it is, still gets cast as the villain. And then there was uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier with Carly Morgenstein, or whatever her name was, uh, Carly who uh, would be the hero in any other story, but because we had a Captain America type in the movie, she has to play the villain, even though her ideas were things that Sam Wilson agreed with. That's a problem, but it's a problem you can solve just by taking the person you want to cast as the villain and making them the hero because their ideas are right. We want a villain, but we don't need to take the person with the heroic ideas and make them the villain. Right, exactly. So, yeah. you give the master something to argue about the, the you cast him in the role of the quote unquote villain because he's the master and he battles with doctor for three episodes. And then something happens and his actions accidentally send the doctor away. And suddenly he's free to actually be the hero. He imagined himself to be right. So, well, isn't that how most villains become villains? Is that they're not getting the re- the respect that they the respect that they believe that they deserve Sometimes. in any given situation? Is that they be- they turn evil because they weren't hugged enough as a child? So, you know, you you as I said, everybody wants to be a hero in their own story, and I don't think they that I don't think that that's really shown in very various movies and or TV no. shows that good people like. I guess they kind of did it in WandaVision is that um, Wanda's doing, she's, she's acting selfishly, but she's doing it in the benefit of what she believes wronged her. 
Her family. So, helping her family. Yeah. Right. She's helping her family. Um, and because nobody else was helping her family because helping her family would be against, you know, actions of the natural order or whatever, like, you know, it, it just so much ire with trying to do the right thing for the wrong reason or doing the, the right thing for the right reason. You know, it depends on who you are as to what that reason is. Yeah. Thanks. So any other thoughts? Um, no. <laughs> so, so we, so we, so, so I think we've settled on this idea. I think the three of us have kind of fleshed it out enough. So the doctor shows up, a doctor has a companion, doesn't have to be current doctor, doesn't have to be current companion, because we can reboot it. Master shows up, master gets explanation, master doctor fight for three episodes, doctor gets sucked away, potentially due to something that the master did, even though it wasn't what the master meant to do. Like, like, it's like with the Joker and Batman, Despite all the times the Joker has tried to quote-unquote kill the Batman, he doesn't want Batman to actually die. Because without Batman, what would the Joker do? So Exactly. <laughs> for all the times the Master has tried to kill the Doctor, I don't think they actually want the Doctor to die. Not deep down. Because without the Doctor to balance them, what are they going to do? So the Doctor goes away, there suddenly isn't that balance in the world, and the Master is looking at the companion going, Um... Shit. So, <laughs> what were we doing? Where, where right, was, exactly. Where, where were you guys headed? You got some signal from somewhere, right? Let's let the TARDIS take us there. <laughs> exactly. And then you unravel the story. Uh, and it's not that the, the, like, you can even have the Doctor, like, deep down, become, like, the, the quote-unquote villain of the show. Not because they meant to. The same sort of thing with the do the master in that regard. There's some big bad that starts using them after they capture them, and for three seasons, whatever storyline is playing out from this big bad is actually made to happen because the doctor is involved, and it takes the actions of the master to free the doctor, uh, and then they both have a better perspective on each other before the do master goes away to do whatever master things the master decides to do. Yeah. Yes. I like it. I like it. There we go. There's your reboot, the BBC. Feel free to pay us to use that episode idea. <laughs> That's a cut. There we go. We're good. Yeah, we, we, we don't want a lot. We just want a percentage of this fantastic idea that we think you should use. Or just hire us on to do the show for you. I think we have a great idea here. Without further ideas then, this has been Not So Life from Asteroid G, coming to you from the farthest reaches of the known universe. I'm Mike Finkelstein. I'm Queen Bee. And I'm Bex. And only one of us is the villain of the story. And we will see you next time. Bye.